0: UK.com. If you missed the show yesterday, a little lucky there. <laughs> you don't want to put yourself through the ringer? It's online for you to podcast at WRQK.com. I'm joined every morning by Matthew Fantel. Fresh off of his duties hosting an anti-bullying campaign for the Canton Charge yesterday. Buddy, how'd that go?
1: Buddy, let me tell you, yesterday was a full day for your boy. You're right. Canton Charge game yesterday, an 11 o'clock tip-off, and dude, it was awesome. Our uh, our buddy, Canton Charge player, uh, two-way Cavalier player, John Holland, made his return to the court yesterday, and he was exactly what the charge needed, dude. Somebody who can go score with the basketball, somebody who can go make things happen, so they pulled off a big victory yesterday. Uh, That was all after the fact. I got stuck in the park parking lot What? and so I you know it's yesterday it's like well dude fine weather's fine roads are fine everything's fine so there's this parking lot that like charge employees parking so you know the oh, uh, swanky so charge no this is so charge nation can have the good spots like we have to kind of park further back and that's so it's like well you guys aren't taking up the spots that people want to be there see that's
0: nice and, you know hey I mean that's, that's come on good. LeBron give me the VIP lot next right. to the queue what well, the hell are you doing
1: let me tell you I think LeBron probably <laughs> has different rules than your boy but so it's this Back parking lot.
0: I figured you guys were on equal playing field. for said, you know.
1: Oh yeah, dude. You guys same Christmas bonus and everything, dude. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Same giant eagle gift card. <laughs> um. So so so, I'm pulling into where I normally like park, and I usually back into a spot. But as I'm doing it, I'm like, dude, I don't think they've plowed. Like, I better be careful. I'm gonna pull forward, <laughs> and so I start pulling forward. Except I don't go forward at all. And I'm like, son of a bitch, dude. Just, like, pissed off. I'm in a rush anyway because this game starts at 11. Obviously, the show's over at 10. So I didn't have a ton of time in there. Still had to, like, go get ready and, like, go, you know, change and stuff like sure. that. So I'm like, son of a bitch. And I'm pissed off. And I'm, I'm I'm angry about it. I'm trying to push my car. I'm trying to reverse it. And eventually, I'm just like, all right, I'm just going in. Look down at my phone. Got a text message from my girlfriend. She's like, babe, I'm stuck in the driveway. I can't get out. And I'm like, are you effing in me jeez so like so at this point i'm just like yo i can't do anything for you like i can't even get my own car out of here i gotta go to work like there, there's nothing i can do luckily girlfriend a member triple a so so you know i think it was can towing comes over pulls her out quick enough easy enough she comes by we put some kitty litter in front of my uh in front of my uh, tires and your boy right out of it and uh, and onward and upward with my day. So we both had some issues yesterday. Uh, My whole day yesterday was nothing but issues with cars, dude. Stansbury calls me at 5 o'clock in the morning. Bro, come pick me up. Yeah. I get stuck. My girlfriend at the exact same time is like, babe, I can't get out. I'm just like, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah,
0: I blew a tire out on the way into work yesterday. Stupid weather. Luckily for me, uh, dude, a buddy of mine who works downtown. Yeah. Um. So he's pretty close. Works down there at Canton Cycle. My buddy Seth, who I play golf with, okay. was like, "Dude, I got an impact gun. I got you know, I got the jack. He's like, I'll get that thing in and out of there in two minutes." So like he just came out and like whipped it and did the whole thing and then you know got the tire and all that. So dude, I'm back rolling, doing doing rolling, everything proper. rolling, 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 like <laughs> doing everything positively. Yeah. Um. Well, so, good, good,
1: good, good. I'm glad your buddy Seth could hook you up. And, yeah. uh, and is this the same Seth that thinks I'm a hipster? <laughs> that thinks yes, okay. yes,
0: dude. Honestly, <laughs> at some point you have to have you have to have lunch with the two of us. Okay. I'm always down. I'm dude, always eating. He's uh he's he does want to meet you. He's okay. got now here's the thing. He does got questions for you. All right. I've got answers for him. I <laughs> he's hope got quite, he's, he's like, dude. I kind of want to sit Fanto down and kind of like grill him on some things because he's like, I want to like him, but I'm. <laughs> it's like, but I'm pretty sure he's too hipster for
1: me, man. I'm really not that much of a hipster, dude. I'm really not. When I, I, think...
0: I first met you. You you had one of those ridiculous, like, you know, hipster kind of facial hair things going on that every once in a while you'll do. Not, Not when we first met. When
1: we first met, no way. Maybe a little bit into the beginning of the show. Maybe I had a mustache or something.
0: Yeah, you're not the first time we went to dinner. Mm-mm. No, no, you weren't no. hipster at all. We were both too poor to be any right. In no,
1: yeah, at that point, dude, no, no way I could be a hipster. No,
0: you know, you're right I, about that. I think part of the
1: problem is you know I started the show. I was I was living in downtown Canton. Now that I've moved like into like a normal neighborhood, I feel like all right, dude. I don't need a unicycle. I don't need an all organic beard compound. I don't even have a beard. What am I doing here? <laughs> hey, so another thing I want to tell you about before we're done here. Uh, yesterday, got a sneak peek and got to do the drink menu. At that chocolate bar. Oh yeah, bro! It's gonna be sweet. It really is. Like I, uh, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with how it looked when you walked inside because I had relatively low expectations. I was like, Ah, Christmas was so awesome. This is just gonna be like this, and it's like, No, they went over the top with it. All the drinks were fantastic, and uh, opens next week, next Tuesday, I believe. Oh, uh, that chocolate bar. This coming Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. Yeah, I kind of want to do that. Yeah, dude. And uh, here's the thing, too: it's is our chocolate fountain? Uh, no chocolate fountain, but obviously a bajillion different. Chocolate Chocolate drinks. They um they have, uh, you know, uh, like I said, outdone themselves when it comes to, like, the decor of it, and I just think it's going to be different than the Christmas bar, which was so packed and so, like, this is a little bit more open. I think people are going to have a little bit more room to kind of, like, enjoy themselves. They got this one thing, and uh, it hadn't come in yet, so we hadn't been able to do it, um, but what it is is it's a taste inhibitor, so it's, like, a tripping experience, and that's what they do. Well, not, like, tripping, but, like, they... they <laughs> going to say, dude, did you well, just tell Ken? Well, We're all but, gonna... but that's what they do. They do, like these tripping dinners and in, like, and, in, and, in, and in other, uh, other cities they've done, like you take it and nothing tastes like it's supposed to like a lemon tastes sweet. And it like, it, it inhibits your bitter and your like sour, ref- like, and then oh, all I've of never su- done that all of a sudden, like everything you taste, everything you drink, she was like, wait till you drink a Guinness, even if you don't like Guinness, she's like, it's unbelievable when you do this taste. Thing. Really? Yeah. And it's like, that's what it's taste tripping, I guess is what, you know, is what they call it in the foodie circles. Like that's the, you know, that's the, so like they're going <laughs> to, they're going to have those there and. It's Cancer? Be- <laughs> Screw it. You
0: know what I mean? We need to make more things taste delicious. Have you seen the American people? That's Not true. quite heavy enough. It's true. Not quite heavy enough. We want them to do lemon. Dude, things that are bitter, like that. when you put them in your mouth that says, probably shouldn't eat this. Don't worry about it, man. We're going to make it sugar-filled. Make it taste gonna- like cheesecake. <laughs> and you're, and you're going to love it. Jesus, dude. This place. This country. Goddamn. And, dude, this is coming from the fattest dude you'll ever meet in your life. That is awesome unbelievable you have a shot to win a thousand dollars every single hour on the program your first one's right now
2: your shot at one thousand dollars now text the keyword win to 200 200 you'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio radio info standard data and message rates apply that's win to 200 200 rock 1069
0: 1069 welcome back to the stay show on rock 9. online on you at WRQK.com. Another opportunity at $1,000 coming up at 7-10 this morning. That's when we'll uh, pass out your next keyword. You'll text it into 200-200 and 200, 200, win some money. Fantone, I have, uh, and an, an, it snuck up on me. Okay. But I have an action pack weekend lined up now. Okay. So Saturday night, I'm going to come to the Charge game. All right. And then after that, I completely forgot, but it's dude, that's UFC 220 night. Jeez. A fighting. And so I want to see the A fight. Of so course. It looks like, dude, our buddy Dustin and I are going to come to the Charge game. And then Stipe probably won't fight till about eleven thirty. Oh yeah, you all have plenty of time. Yeah, it'll be late, and so I think uh, I think Lobies is our plan for that. Okay. Uh, I know they show fights, and so uh, we called up there yesterday. They said, "Yeah, the fight will be on." So uh, he and I agreed to go out. So like that's happening, and now tomorrow night, I just got invited out by a band I once saw, just by hat, j- j- but just by chance at Buzzman. They're called the Arbitration. And they were like, hey, man, we're playing again tomorrow night at BuzzBin, You should come out. And I was like, yeah, I am going to come out to that. That band was, dude, they were really good the last time I saw them.
1: It's a good thing about Buzzbin, dude. Any given night, you can go in there and all of a sudden you're like,
0: damn, man, these guys are awesome. Right. Yeah, that was really good. Like, I was sitting there. I remember I was so tired. I think it was after one of the long hauls that we did. Jeez. And I was so tired. And I was like is this band good? <laughs> right, turned, delusional, like, you don't even know. Like, I, don't I turned really around, and the next thing I know, I kept drinking beers, and I was like, man, I think this band is good, so I'm going to go to that. So, man, I'm doing, like, actually, Mike from BuzzFeed hit me up. He's like, dude, it's good to hear you're coming out, man. He's like, you've been a little old and cranky <laughs> I didn't realize I've been cranky. Been old,
1: cranky. What was the other word you were described as yesterday? Preachy. Jeez, Louise, man. Everybody. Yeah, bringing airing the grievances. With yeah, Stansberry. it's not.
0: Dude, Festivus is over. You yeah, dicks It's over. It's, <laughs> it's been what, over. What is the matter with you people? Which, dude, honestly, here's the thing. I may be dying. Oh, Okay. No, I got something else terrible. happened. Something else happened yesterday that shocked me to like my core. So my so our boss calls like three thirty in the afternoon. Never a good
1: thing. Never a good thing. Not usually. Ah, dude, I don't know if there's ever been a time when I've got a phone call from our boss and haven't, like, had that pit of my stomach sink, feel like, ooh.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, yeah, he normally only calls when he's gonna tell you something you don't like.
1: Text messages, okay, maybe yeah, he's he texts got a something lot. for me, or maybe he does have like a funny line or something that he wants to like, you know, talk crap about a coworker or something like that. Like maybe that, but a phone call to me, I would be very like, mm. so, so are he we call- getting fired? <laughs> so, <laughs> What's
0: happening? So he calls me and I look over at, at the caller ID and I'm just like, Oh god damn. Like, I don't, like, what did I do now? Like, what did I say? <laughs> Who's mad? What am I not an expert in now? Like, what, like what's, what's happening? The
1: amazing thing about our boss is when he calls and the caller ID, not only does it say his name, it automatically starts smelling like ham in there. Just like, oh my God, dude, is he here?
0: So I pick up the phone. I'm like, what? What do you want? What did I do? I said, what am I in trouble for? He's like, no, you're not in trouble at all. I was like, okay, like, well, dude, what do you, what, what do you need, a kidney? Like, right. <laughs> why, why are you calling me? You know, and he was like, and, and, and I can't tell you the, the entire specifics, obviously, but he says to me, he goes, did anybody tell you that, that this future thing that we're going to be doing is going to be happening? I can't tell you what the future thing is. Okay. And I said, yeah, I said it was about a few weeks ago. We were all in the office, member. I said, we were kicking the idea around. We were talking about it. He's like, yeah. He's like, no, I remember that conversation. He's like, but has anybody talked to you since it's been finalized and we're a go for it? And I said no, and then this is where the phone conversation gets really strange. Okay. If you know the relationship between my boss and I, he goes, "Well, I'm very sorry, man. That is Whoa. completely unprofessional." And I, he's like, "That Whoa. should that shouldn't happen to you." Whoa! And I was like, "What? Like, since when do you care?" about how things are done for me, like, ever. <laughs> of all the things that we
1: can say, like, oh, that was unprofessional. That that should not have happened <laughs> yeah. in this station. I mean, I didn't. I don't
0: want to S- kick dirt over the company. but
1: yeah. Stansberry, that was... Un- dude, there's eight bajillion things in line before this. Wow, dude. And I'm sorry. I, I don't think I've ever gotten an I'm sorry from him my entire life. Yeah,
0: he was like, dude, he's like, that's not right. He's like, you're too good at what you do. Like, he started... Dude, what? He, no, he started giving me, like, compliments. What? No, like, I was like, oh, dude, are you about to push me down an elevator shaft? Yeah,
1: were you getting punked? What was happening
0: right there? I was like, dude, I feel like, it, like, this is the part in Goodfellas where everybody's telling me they're my friend. And the next thing you know, the pistol's at the back of my dome. You're too good at what you
1: do. I do that, that, that alone, that line right there alone, that's praise. Like, I, I, does, doesn't normally give it. Not real big into that. Not real big. No, into he that.
0: does under, and I will say, as as much as I like want to kick him in the, you know, in the balls, I will say he does understand that motivating me through, through like annoying me does work. Like,
1: yeah. And that's dude, that's a good sign of a boss is you have to understand your different employees and how they're motivated. Any leadership position like some guys want you to scream in their face. Some guys want right. you to be a dick and kind of be passive aggressive. So it motivates them. Some dudes want praise like some guys need to be like, yo, dude, you're doing a great job. Come along. You know. He
0: knows making me work for it for him to be nice to me is a good system for both of us. And it's how he gets like the best out of me. It sounds weird to describe it that way, but he does. Like he is, he does manage people differently, and it's the way you should do it. I'm sorry, and you're too good at your job. Yeah. Do,
1: you, do you have cancer or something? I Are don't know. You <laughs> dying. I
0: don't. Know. I was like, what do you <laughs> Whoa, know, dude? What? what do you know? What is going on? Like, did they right chip there? us when I got here, and I don't remember? And like, he can read the, you know, <laughs> the, the, the heart rate. Like, what, dude? What's happening? He, no, but he was very. I'm just different than he normally is. He's like, I'm sorry. This should not happen. You should have been in the loop. I was like, since when do you want me in the loop on stuff? Yeah. I mean, not that,
1: not that, not that we always have like a contentious relationship no! with him or anything like that. Oftentimes it's like fun where we very much feel chummy, but never is it. I'm sorry, and you're too good at your job. For it. Like I felt like I felt like a peer. The, like the report card came back, and the Stansbury show did very well once very again. Well. Which thank you guys as always. But like, it's not like it was that. You know what I mean? Well, like,
0: it was no different than the last time it exactly. came out. It was no different than the, the last time it came out. It
1: came out like we've it, been a while. It, it,
0: it came out the same way like yeah. the last five times. Because so, that's what I thought. I was like, wow, we did just get the ratings back. I was like, yeah, but Dan, you've had these ratings since you got here. Right, like you've done this, you've proven that this is the right show for this city. So, like that—that that wasn't it. That's not the thing that's making it. That would not. And, dude, he's not the. He wouldn't do that. He like, it, dude, the last thing he would do is give, is start to treat you differently and better over good ratings because he would worry and rightfully so that it would go to your head and you'd start phoning it in. We're
1: we're we're missing a piece of this equation. I know right. we are. I know we are. And here's honestly what I it's think. It's tomorrow
0: is. when they push me out the back <laughs> door. Right. That's
1: what I think it is. Is Stansberry and myself recently have tried to maybe not new year, new me, but shut the mother down is what the term has become where it's like, we're trying not to eat as crappy. We're trying not to, you know, indulge in the, uh, in the, in the tastier things in life. There's probably some new quick service restaurant item that came out yesterday or this week or something. And he's just been gorging on it. He's high off of that dude. <laughs> he's high off some bacon, chicken, ranch combination. You know what I'm saying? And he's sitting there and, and, and sweet tea just
0: swirling around. It's and, not sweet tea. And,
1: and he's just got this delusional mind just brought to
0: you on, you know, by, by diabetes or something I'm just telling you I feel very much Like Joe Pesci Like he's showing up To the house <laughs> Thinks he's getting made And next thing you know Opens up Sees the car table Off And then next thing you know You're laying dead On the on the floor I'm telling you I think Kennedy's Going to take me <laughs> More story Show Right around the corner Hang on. 106.9 the stands ratio rock 1069, when you're way into a thousand dollars in your pocket at 710 we'll give you your next keyword I posted this thing yesterday facebook.com slash stands ratio where it's like it had to have been faked like I thought for sure so this dad like kind of comes home and tells his daughter he bought her a car for her 16th birthday and it's like an I don't know like a 1980s I think or no I'm sorry it's like an early 2000s maybe Lamborghini okay. Like, late 90s. And she's, like, upset with it. She wanted, like, the brand new Lamborghini. Like, I forget what the name of the event tour or whatever. I I don't know what they're called anymore. And, like, that's the one she wanted. She didn't want... And she's, like, looking at it. She's like, what's that? He's like, well, you said you wanted a Lambo. She's like, yeah, I wanted the new one. And she's like, I need it by the end of Christmas break, Dad. And if you look at their house, it doesn't look like this dude can... I mean, it doesn't. It's not bad. Like somebody on Facebook called it like an asshole, and I was like, "Wow, Jeez. dude! Like this is these are the kind of houses we all live in." So like, that's what it is. It's like, d- like the neighborhood doesn't look like that extravagant. The house doesn't look like crazy expensive. And so, like, this has to be faked, right?
1: Yeah, it could certainly be faked. I mean, I think people will do anything to go, you know, viral. I'm, su-
0: I'm surprised though, when you think about the fact of like think about how people feel about like young brat like that what's her name girl that, that cash me outside girl now I know she kind of turned it into a little bit of money for herself right but there the vitriol that people had for her like yeah, yeah. I, I it did for me as a dad I don't know if I would if I would fake something like this to that, that could bring that kind of negative attention to my daughter on
1: um, but when you, I don't know, yeah, yeah as, as a good parent, you probably wouldn't be the kind of person to do that. But I mean, think about parents, how many terrible parents there are out there and who would totally do something like that. I, um, I'm not, I mean, dude, I mean, parent, parents sign off for your kid to be on 16 and pregnant. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's not a good look for you or your family, but people will still do it because you're on MTV and it's like, well, dude, if I'm going to get a hundred thousand views on this video, then yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm, I don't want to speak out of turn cause I don't know, but does MTV pay you? Like if you get paid to be on 16 and pregnant, I could see how like a family that's like, well, dude, we're about to have a 16 year old with a baby like we need money like I could see how that could happen. Posting I, this video isn't necessarily going to lead to money, but it can lead to online harassment about your daughter being a little, like, you know, bastard.
1: But it could lead to, you know, her being the next catch me outside girl. You know what I'm saying? I, like, yeah, some I, people just don't balance it out the way that you do.
0: There's, there's, you're right. That could happen. It's just, for me, life is about risk versus reward. And I'm not sure when you're talking about my 15 year old daughter, I would want to protect her as much as I could versus like, you know, let, let me invite this kind of stuff in.
1: I um, I mean, dude, buy your kids whatever you want. And here's the deal is that poor, rich, uh, up down for the past, you know, for as long as society has been around, teenagers are going to be ungrateful. They are going to be little brats about things because they don't understand. They don't have perspective on stuff. So like I, I, here, I, I wish, you know, it's like, well, you'd find yourself in a position where you could buy your kids something thing that's that extravagant but like I'm not going to because here's the deal I'm sure somewhere along the line somebody brought their kid like hey here's a Chevy celebrity and they're like ugh, really I got to be on this piece of crap you know what I mean so like uh, it just it just I I I just think there's plenty of examples there of of kids that are going to act like brats
0: What was your first car Uh a Buick LeSabre like a 94 or something like that Yeah I yeah. Uh, I did like I I remember I think my first car cost 500 bucks. It had to be a stick shift right. because my dad was like, no dude, you have to learn like, that's the thing you have to learn how to drive stick. And so my first car, my brother and I both, our first cars had to be stick shifts. And I think I had a 1978 Datsun 200 S two door. And like, honestly, like dude, crap Brown. Right. But just that doo doo Brown driving it, around, just driving around looking like a turd. But when you open the door, Like even though it was like a 78, 79, the car talked. Like, the, like, it said, like, it, Jeez. yeah, and so it was a total piece of crap, but all my friends thought it was kind of cool, because it talked, and I'll never forget the day I got my driver's license, and we were all hanging out at my friend Cheryl's house that night, like, kind of, like, just watching movies, and I just got up, and I walked upstairs, got my car, and just started driving around, because I was like, why am I laying around somebody's basement? Right. I got, dude, I got mobility now. I got right. freedom now.
1: I got a talking car. What did this car say to you? I didn't even know this was a It was like, you know, it was
0: very simple, like, door ajars jars type stuff, but it was wow. like, it felt futuristic of in a course. car that old. Old. Of course,
1: dude. I mean, I mean, and, and this was you know twenty plus years ago. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that did have to feel like you were on. Yeah, it was awesome. Something that was awesome. That nah, does
0: sound sweet. Yeah, my but my parents would have never bought me even if they had the money. I don't think my dad would have ever bought me like a really nice first. Well,
1: part. no, I mean especially even if you're ultra wealthy. I mean, you got to think like putting a a child behind the wheel of a Lamborghini like that's just asking for troubles. But like, I would definitely want to put my kid in something like safe and modern and like you know what I mean. Like. Oh, If I had
0: the ability, yeah, I
1: mean, do dual side airbags, yes. If you can buy your kid a thirty-five thousand dollars car because you have the money, I'm not gonna hate on you for that. I'm but, not. I mean, but putting your kid behind a powerful sports car like that's probably not the best idea. No,
0: dude, look what happened to Paul Walker for Christ's right. sake. That's a grown man right. in movies about right. fast cars. Like, dude, your sixteen-year-old daughter is not gonna know how to handle a three hundred and fifty thousand dollars Italian pristine machine. Like, she's not gonna know how to handle that. And that's not slack. it's not, a slack, on, it's not a slack on her. It's just like, dude, it takes you know, gotta be the wheel man to be able to do oh, stuff. Is that what you gotta be? Now? Yeah, I don't know. I, how the hell would I know? I'd probably crash that thing in. The the first 20 seconds I had it. Who only knows? I didn't know this and, uh, until last night. Dude, do you realize that the Vikings make the Super Bowl? That they're going to be in their home stadium? I, didn't, I forgot I that the game was in Minnesota.
1: Um, and boy, oh boy, you can uh, you can point to a million different examples well, NFL ratings are down and nobody's going to those games. But those Vikings games, dude, those things look insane. Like just all those people in there, they're all doing that skull clap thing.
0: Well, you know what that is, right? I what mean, that? it's like, th- dude, that fan base has been starved, but they still go all the time because it's the thing to do in Minnesota. And so now that they're good, yeah, the passion is real. Like, this is awesome to watch visually. Like, Oh, I retweeted a video from, like, that final touchdown the other night, and when that thing happens and that place explodes, like, I'm on the Vikings train. Right. Like, I know they probably don't have it in them to win the Super Bowl if you face Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, but I want them to. I want Case Keenum to slay the dragon. I want to see it happen. Like, I am right now, I'm a Vikings fan right now. I can hear my buddy Tyler, like, screaming because he's a huge Vikings fan. I can hear him screaming at the radio right now.
1: Well, you know, at some point, it's like... if you want to be interested in the game, you might as well pick a team right. out of the final four left. Exactly. I think I'm okay, literally, with any of these teams winning. I've always liked the Eagles because I was a Randall Cunningham fan. Oh, I'm, good. Yeah, I, I like Randall. I like, I like the Jaguars just because they feel like such an underdog. You know, like such a, like, well, that's never going to happen. You're right. The Vikings have this, like, funness to them right now. Yeah. Case Keenum is a blast to watch. He's, he's fun. Sh- he's just a dynamic You know what he feels
0: like to me? I'm not going to say that they has the same amount of talent or will have the same amount of career, but he feels like a very similar Kurt Warner story yeah. where a guy that people thought nah, maybe not not so much and then you give him the right machine and all of a sudden it's like oh well he's competent enough yeah
1: and I'm not necessarily a Patriots fan if anything I'm kind of eh in and over it but at the same time I mean if they can put up another one that's history being made right there yeah right?
0: anytime you're watching you know history like that it's yeah. hard to hate on that and you know I, people argue back and forth I'm not sure dynasties are necessarily bad for leagues Right? Like, haven't the ratings been up in the NBA Finals because it's been Golden State and the Cavs? And so, like, it, it's like you two really good teams going back and forth. I think people get, say that they get tired. It's like a sex scandal, right? People say they get tired of it, but if you put it in the newspaper, that's what everybody's going to buy. Now, I know I just said newspaper and just <laughs> shot a serious hole in, hole in my argument, but some of us still read them. You know, but I'm a, I'm on the Vikings train right now. I would like to see them get that done, especially in their home stadium. Yeah. It's only happened two other times before as a as a home team played in their home market. And
1: I can, I mean, you just imagine how crazy that
0: Super Bowl oh. week will be. I mean, to imagine living there and not being able to go because everybody from New England bought all the t- sons <laughs> tickets, of like that would kind of suck. That would kind of suck. And I'm, I i do not know what tickets are.
1: But. Did you see Tom Brady? Uh, Messed his hand up yesterday They say
0: they took They took some scopes Of it or whatever And they say there's no Structural damage And that he will play But here's the thing Uh. I was talking to my buddy Dustin about this yesterday Dude I fell down them steps Last week And I couldn't breathe For like four days I don't care how much Kale Tom Brady eats That's a 40 year old man so, dude, when you start bumping stuff, nicking stuff, I'm telling you, it's going to take a while. Now, he's in better shape than I am. A
1: little bit. A little bit. Might Not have taken lo- better care of his body.
0: Not a lot. And I don't have like <laughs> I don't have special cold sleep pajamas the way that guy does or whatever the hell else he's trying to, like, you know, snake oil sell. But I'm telling you, there might... I think you've seen a little bit of decline. And if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, he probably retires. If he doesn't win it, I could see him being competitive enough to want to come back and try one more time next year. But if he wins, I think it's over. But for me, dude, give me the Vikings in Minnesota winning the Super Bowl. I think it's an awesome story. Your shot at $1,000 next on Rock
2: 106.9. The Stansbury Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got
0: Stansberry. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Your opportunity to win $1,000 right around the corner. I was uh, reading this article because I'm one of these people that I have trouble falling asleep. Right. Like Sometimes I'll just toss and turn in bed. Last night was one of them. And they hit on a couple of things that you can do to try to fall asleep a little bit better. And I think I might be doing one of these uh, that's keeping me from getting the sleep I want. And they say, dude, only go to your bed when you want to go to bed. Like, don't hang out in it. And I'm a little guilty of this. Like, what I try to do is sleep from 8 to 4. Now, what normally ends up happening is it's normally 9.30 to 4. Like, eight's just a little early for me for some reason. But normally 9, 9.30, and I'm like, all right, now I can go to bed, right?
1: Yeah, and that's still putting you up over six hours of sleep. And, I mean, it, different people, different needs. But I think for the most part, most adults can get by anywhere from 6 to 8. Yeah, I mean, do I
0: mean, dude, they say 7 optimal, you know, but 6 is probably going to, you know. I, I think a lot of people are getting a lot less than that. Oh, and of so, You know what I mean? So I'll take it. But they say... If but one of the things I'll do is, and this is gonna sound so like odd to a lot of you who just don't have the kind of schedule we do, is like I'll go to bed, like to my bed around six thirty. Like I'm and then I'm like, all right, well I'll just watch Netflix in bed, and then maybe by then I'll just like wind down and I'll be asleep by eight, eight thirty. But what they say is is that you're not, because you're conditioning your body to go through what they're calling now conditional or I'm sorry, conditioned arousal which is caused by doing things in bed that will train your brain that will keep you awake rather than, like, you fall asleep. Meaning, dude, if you're laying in bed, like, yeah, you're going to try to go to sleep, but you're not sleeping yet, so let's check my phone. Or let's, uh, you know, let's check the work email. Or, you know, let's watch a little bit of Netflix. They say it's the the amount of people that tell a doctor that they go to bed at nine o'clock every night and it takes them two and a half hours to fall asleep. He says, that's not good for you. He's like, only go to your bed when you're ready to go. to. So I wonder if I'd be better off just waiting until like eight 15, start falling asleep on the couch and then like walk into the bedroom and just lay in bed, shut my eyes. Don't, Turn on Netflix, because I'm one of those people. I kind of need something to fall asleep to, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm just laying there, it feels like then to in, like doing my homework. Like, if I'm laying in bed and, I, and I'm not doing anything and I'm focusing on the fact that I want to go to sleep, then it feels like something I have to do. Right. And then I just, I can't do it.
1: Well, and then the pressure's on. It's like peeing in front of other people. Right. It's like, you're. I can do this. I know I can do this. Why can't I do this right now? I know, you know, and you freak out in your Same own mind Same exact thing, yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. I am, Uh, I buy that very much. And I think that's why a lot of times, if you can't sleep, some people just lay there flopping, turning, you know, uh, keeping their partner up. I think sometimes that's why it's just better to go out on the couch and like, you know what I mean? And at least then it feels different. And then maybe half an hour from now, when you feel sleepy again, go back up
2: to bed.
0: See I uh yeah I mean maybe I don't know I my system obviously doesn't work cuz like sometimes I'll get so desperate then I'll try, like, old wives' tale stuff. Right. Like, I'll just be laying in bed, and I'll be like, well, maybe count the sheep. I mean, like, and then, so, like, I was like, all right, well, don't count sheep, because now you just feel like an idiot. But just start counting, maybe. Like, all right, well, yeah. and then, you know, you try stuff, and, like, but they actually say in this article, again, though, that warm milk, like, that legitimately will work. That there's a protein in it that, like, honestly, that it will, but there's nothing sounds more. I don't drink milk to begin with because I was allergic to it when I was first born. Never really got the taste for it. Don't much care for it. But there's warm milk just sounds
1: bad. I love milk drink. Probably. I mean, it, it will take me under a week to drink a gallon by myself. Like I drink milk all the time, but like no really? warm milk and especially milk right before bed, because sometimes you get all mucusy. And you might get a little bit like gassy and stuff. I don't know if I
0: necessarily recommend that. I remember it was like maybe was it Four or five, maybe six years ago, where somebody was like, "Dude, you've never just like sat down and drank milk because I was allergic to it when I was first born." Now I like I'll eat ice cream, like milk in my cereal, and I'll drink it after that and stuff like that. But to pour it out of a carton into into like a glass and drink it does not sound good to me. And I tried it once, and I I couldn't even get halfway through the glass. I didn't like it. And no, as we're talking about, ta- as we're talking about it, I have a carton of it in the fridge here for cereal and like protein shakes and that kind of stuff. Like where I was like. As I'm talking about, it, I'm like, well, dude, maybe during the break go get a glass and drink it. But I know I'm not, not gonna like it.
1: Well, maybe microwave it and then you'll get all sleepy. You can go take a little nap. So
0: I don't dude, that sounds disgusting to I, me. Um,
1: I, I, I I sleep, I'm wait until I'm almost asleep on the couch, then I go upstairs. I feel I'm very old man ish in that. And yeah, I Yeah, that is an old man thing. And like and like I'm sitting there watching Wheel of Fortune, my eyes are closing, my girlfriend will be like, Babe, do you want to go to bed? And i am like, No, so watching this. You know what I mean? Like See,
0: I worry that I what what I why I don't like to do that. Is I worry that I'll fall asleep on the couch and I won't have an alarm. Like, cause I right. actually, I'm old school. Like, I actually have an alarm clock on the nightstand next to my bed. I don't use my phone for that anymore. I, uh, dude, I bought a really nice alarm clock and it's actually the first thing I do when I walk through my door, when I get home after work. Is turn my alarm clock on so I don't forget because of how waking, how important waking up is to my to, to what I do.
1: Why don't you use it as a backup and have your phone set Monday through Friday always there? That way you have like a failsafe. There.
0: If if I feel like I'm so tired that th- that there's a possibility that I might sleep through my alarm clock, I will set another one on my phone that night. I don't have it set. Na- you know, one of the reasons why is because a lot of times what I've been trying to do is leave my phone in like the kitchen or the living room when I go into the bedroom. Like I'm done. I like I do when I'm done for the night, I'm done. You know what I mean? But it's the Netflix that keeps me up so much. And sometimes now the Nintendo Switch because the thing's mobile and you can take it anywhere Yeah, you don't want.
1: bring your phone in here, but bring in your mobile gaming device. Which,
0: by the way, I did bring that in for you today so you could see a little Zelda oh, okay, on it. So okay, at some point, right. dude, uh, at some point you can crank yeah, that up. Yeah, I, and... uh, I would like to see that. Yeah, dude, the Zelda's, uh, the Zelda's pretty great. And if you win yourself a $1,000, you could buy yourself a Switch. Your next opportunity at it is right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200 200200 you'll get a text confirming entry plus
0: 106.9 welcome back to the stands Show on rock 106.9 we have a four pack of tickets for the home and garden show big home and garden show pass those out here momentarily Dude, I mean, we've given away
1: a bunch of awesome stuff. and A lot of things, yeah. And and, and and throughout the history, my girlfriend's always made the joke of like, oh, you know what the worst part about dating you is? Is I can't win radio station contests anymore. She never won one, you know, before. But never in my life has she been so like, yo, you better get that. As she has with these home and garden show tickets, bro. She is on my ass every day. Like, you got those tickets yet? And I'm like, no, you know, they've got some up there. And I'm sure if I ask promotions, they'll be able to get me a pair. She's like, you better lock them down. So she... She's on it. Oh, dude, she is on
0: yeah, it. It's because you guys moved into a house. On it. Oh, dude, you know the amount of chores you're going to have when you get home from that? Dude, you're not the flip or flop guy. No, dude, not at all. I don't even know if that's the name of a show, but it sounds like oh, one. Oh, dude, flipping, flopping that's all they do on those stupid shows anymore. It's it. I love those shows. I love that kind of stuff. I don't watch that kind of stuff anymore just because I don't have cable. But, like, I, um, I do like it. But the joke everybody makes about it are true. It's like that dude. So you're you're both 24. You both are baristas, but you're gonna buy a 390 thousand dollar condo and outside of San Francisco. Like what? How the hell are you doing that?
1: So those shows are always
0: a little odd like that. But
1: always talking about barn doors and stuff. And I'm like, what do I need a barn door in my house for, Megan? That's stupid. It's rustic. We need one.
0: It's rustic. We need one. It's rustic.
1: White people, what are we doing?
0: Sweetheart, look up and down the street. Everybody's got a door in their front lawn waiting, (laughs) waiting to be thrown out. Trust me, I'll, dude. As soon as they, dude, the the next time the home invasion happens, honey, I'll hang the door up in the living room. Wait, our
1: back door has been kicked out, but she wants a barn door in the middle of our house. What? God, what? Do you gotta get that chick a hobby? I do.
0: Otherwise, she's gonna give you a few (laughs) hobbies, and you don't want them. Dude, speaking of shows, you know how I was, I, I was all about that life below zero? Yep. Which is about people living in like the Arctic of, you know, Alaska and all that. As a matter of fact, the one chick is like 200 miles north of the Arctic Circle. Crazy. And so, like, I'm, I'm still like all down the rabbit hole of it, right? But yesterday I watched this episode where this guy, like, killed one, I think it was a caribou, right? All right. Pops the eye out of it. Jeez. And then takes his finger, scoops the eye cavity ah. out. And then it was like look at all that fat. He's like this is delicious and just puts it in his mouth Whoa. and starts eating it. Uh-oh. And I was like, Yeah. I think that's where your boy's like,
1: I wanna go home. Right, right, right. Don't get me wrong. There's a little bit of like, yeah, man, I'm gonna be rugged. I'm gonna have a flannel. I'm gonna be up there in Alaska doing it. And then when you've gotta no. when you've gotta suck the marrow off the bone of an elk, dude, I mean, you're not gonna be doing that. When I
0: saw that, I was just like, Jesus, is that manly? Like, I don't know. Like, dude, no, like I dude not, I I know gay marriage is legal. I hope they don't force it. Like, cause I gotta tell you, dude, like I felt so bitch. <laughs> and I was like, "I would have to be that guy 's companion like i 'd be the gatherer there 's no way I could stick my finger into the of a something that's been dead twenty seconds, rip out the eye fat behind the eyeball and eat it."
1: Now, I mean, I'm sure this guy was this guy before he came to Alaska, but you don't think maybe in like survival mode, Stansberry? You think you're out there and you've just got a hatchet yes. and maybe like a you know like a, a fox fur or something like that? You're you're not you're not gonna be able to if
0: it's e- if it's suck eye fat or die. Okay. then yeah, I think your boy could stay alive.
1: But deep down inside, you know that like there's you know there's there there's onion rings somewhere <laughs> deep right. down inside. That's what right. I'll be <laughs> thinking.
0: Like I'll be thinking like, dude, you could have died of a corn. (laughs) by having things that were delicious. Instead, you're dying, freezing to death. And, uh, you know, these these people on this show, right, like they all talk about how they're, you know, how we don't want to live, we want to thrive. It's like, bro, you're sleeping with your goddamn mittens on. You're not thriving. I got four video game systems, Napoli's that delivers. I'm thriving. Why, dude, don't talk down to me because I have electricity and I got heat in my house and you kill caribou. And dude, they keep saying this too. Dude, every other word they use is English. But when they want to talk about their boots, then they're mock mocks and our mock mocks and all four of the people that they do, because they're all in different versions, you know, portions of Alaska, and they all say mock mock. It's like, dude, every other word you're using is English. Just say boots. They even say gloves and mittens. There's no like special Alaskan word for that. Why has it got to be mock mocks for the boots? What is
1: I was so angry. Isn't there like 17 Eskimo words for snow? Isn't that what they always say? So I don't know. I mean, you, you know, regional dialect, I would expect to happen but there. One,
0: that's the thing. There's one. There's one. <laughs> like the rest of it is all normal. The rest of it, there's no other words I didn't know. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we're going to make some mock And I was like, oh, God, what is this annoying thing? And then they're like, mock-mock is boot. I was like, well, if you're not going to use, you know, an Eskimo word for glove or mitten, Maybe Mitten is Mitten, the Eskimo
1: yeah, word for know. Mitten. I don't I'm know, not, know. I'm not, I'm not but, up Eskimo language. So, we are not so, experts on that. I
0: am, we are not. not we not are close. not Not even close. So I, I just do that part is we getting to the point that we're a little bit annoying. And like I said, like we're like, we have freedom. It's like, yeah, but dude, I got... I got heat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude. And let's be real, too. And I know this has affected you. And yesterday, it was very evident to me. Like, I'm effing over winter. Like, I'm done with it. It's been cold. It's snowed. It's been crappy to drive in. All these different things that people are like, oh, it's going to be a white Christmas. And it's all romantic. And all these different things. But now it's January. And now I'm just freezing cold. And I'm falling. And my car's stuck. And and, and you know what I'm saying? And they haven't plowed my streets. And it's just I'm over winter. So if you throw me up in Alaska, bro, I'm not going to last.
0: I was actually thinking about that a lot this morning while i was driving into work this morning as i was like man it's freezing cold still like it's not like not like it was 2 weeks ago but it's still cold right and like there's part of me yeah i like guess i started thinking about it, like dude when's the like dude i haven't hit a golf ball and like forever, like dude, I need to get back out to the Pines and hit the, to do play some golf. Like, dude, the weather needs to crack. Like, I'm starting to lose it.
1: Maybe it's just been the past two or three winters have seemed pretty mellow to me. They've seemed pretty like, well, we had you know a couple snows, but it really wasn't that cold. But this has just been this like weeks long cold streak and just snow everywhere. Enough. And dude, enough. It, it is. It, I'm, I'm over winter. I'm done with it.
0: Normally, people make a huge deal over like who's going to do like the halftime show at yeah. like the Super Bowl or who's going to sing the national anthem. It turns out the NHL has the same problem. Dude, people are. Picking That Kid Rock is going to headline the All-Star game. Like it's in Tampa Bay, so if you ask me, Kid Rock's the perfect. <laughs> if you've ever been to Tampa, dude, it's like, dude, it's the Redneck Riviera. Like Kid Rock makes all the sense in the world.
1: One of my boys just got hired in Tampa for working for WFLZ in the company right there. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Making the Tampa trip down there, like that's gonna be that's, that's gonna be a good one. man. Yeah, that's
0: where Bo used to work. That's, I, where, uh, that's, that's where Bo Matthews came from.
1: I uh, I uh, I I don't see what the problem with Kid Rock is. Like, what's the what's the <laughs> argument? There?
0: Well, people are like, you know. Um, People say well you know it's the same night as the Grammy So he was available do people have issues Because apparently they view him as racist I wouldn't
1: Think that that necessarily would be a Very Um,
0: How's this a controversial Hire like
1: well I just don't think that would be Like I don't think the NHL would necessarily Care so much about That right
0: well you know, I, I I don't know, but I mean, like, here's a woman who tweeted about it. Said minorities, people of color, and women already feel like the NHL doesn't care about them at all. Having I mean, Kid Rock as the All Star Game entertainment just underlies that point.
1: So this lady doesn't watch NHL anyway. So you know what I mean? Like, it's probably only. Like, ah.
0: Zachary tweeted in about it and said Kid Rock noted racist perform at an event in which one of the teams is captained by the NHL's only ever minority superstar, who gets pelted with racist tweets every time he wins a playoff series. Is there? A, he's is, saying this is why the NFL can't expand its viewership.
1: Is is there, is there like a a stud black hockey
0: player right now? I don't watch hockey at all. Yeah, now. I there is Subban, right? I believe is his last name. I, I hope I Subban, it's either Subban or Subban. All right. I I, I but yeah, he's really good. Like really good. I Now, I having a friend who lived in Montreal and they're wild about the Canadiens up there. You know, what she says is, she's like, you know, people, she's like, you people think Canada is like this. She's like, Dan, 90% of it is redneck as hell. She's like, you get out, she's like, you get outside the city of Montreal. She's like, it's like anywhere else. She's like, dude, we have redneck hillbillies here. I didn't know that. Like, I thought that was an American thing.
1: Mm -mm. I've watched enough trailer park boys to know. I mean, honestly, that was kind of the thing that opened up my like, yeah, dude, that's what's happening in Canada. Just like here. Like, it's no difference.
0: I I I just, I just always viewed that as like, dude, like, like, Cowboy movies and trailer parks is what America did.
1: Just like just like you could go down to Tampa and outside of the city, what do you run into? A bunch of rednecks. You could go to California and you get outside the cities. Oh, what do you God. run into? A bunch of rednecks. Dude, you get like,
0: north of San Francisco God. and it's all just, dude, it's totally redneck.
1: Just dirt foot hillbillies running around all over America. I love Northern
0: California, though. North of San Francisco, I love Northern California. Yeah, yeah. Southern Oregon, that whole area, I love it. I saw your band. But I don't know. I mean, dude, you're the NHL. Like, you kind—I'm of, sorry, dude, but your league kind of feels like the Kid Rock league. It—it it, it kind of does, like the B plus league. I see. I don't—I
1: don't know if I necessarily have like a stereotype of an NHL fan in my mind. I have a stereotype of a NASCAR fan. I have a stereotype of an NBA fan. You know, I don't know if I do for the NHL. My
0: stereotype NFL fan, honestly, and it's not a redneck. You know what I think first when I think NHL? is I think New York Rangers fan, cabbie, drunk, Eating sausage, screaming, New York okay. accent, Rangers, okay. or the Flyers in Philly. Like, the, you know, the Broad Street Bullies. The I love the Flyers, man. I love that team. I love uh, the color scheme. I love Philly's team. When I lived in Michigan,
1: it was a huge deal up there. Hockey Town was obviously, you know, something that I had to at least pretend like I cared about. So I was like, all right, dude, I'm going to be a Red Wings fan. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to understand this. I'm going to learn this. And even when I was, like, trying to force myself into it, I just couldn't get into it. Dude like, Vegas
0: is going nuts over it right now. They got the Golden Knights. They now have they do they're an NHL team. Like they finally have like a pro team. And dude, you can barely get tickets. They were out of town when I was there. But I looked for the week I was gonna be like the week after I left. You couldn't get tickets even on sub-up for anything less than three hundred dollars. My brother's like, dude, they've been sold out. He's like, it's the biggest. He's like, that's how I know the NFL is gonna do huge numbers here. It's like people are worried, ah, uh, it's not a home market. People don't care. They're not gonna be invested. My brother's like, dude, that's all. That's all media driven BS. He's like, dude, you cannot get tickets to the Golden Knights games. It's how I know the Raiders are gonna go over a huge here. I don't. I don't know Kid Rock in the NHL. I don't know. They're calling him a noted racist. I mean, I know he said some things that I don't know. Is is that necessarily fair? I can't remember like the noted racist quote that Kid Rock had. Now, if you told me it's out there, I wouldn't be shocked to find out that it's there either. I don't know. I I I think the NHL, like, if anything, this is gonna help get exposure for you the thing that you want, and maybe people will start to care about hockey even a little for that weekend. I would think if you're a hockey fan, you'd be looking for all the pressure you can get. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on.
2: The Sansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I have not shut up about how this Life Below Zero show made me Man. mad. Dude, a guy tweeted at me during the break, and he was like, Stansbury, there is no comparison between a boot and a muckluck that keeps your feet warm in minus 60-degree weather. And look, I'm not knocking it. Okay, I'm not. I'm really, really not. It's just, dude, they have, like, the special lining of, like, you know, animal fur, but so do the gloves that they wear, and they say glove. They have jackets, and they call them jacket. Why is this the one word? muckluck my one, my my muckmucks! Like they, it's the. Why is it the one word? And yeah, there was a little bit of me yesterday that I felt like I was getting judged by these people. And and it was like, dude, you had to walk 10 miles with a jug to fill it full of water from a goddamn river so you could wash your clothes. You're telling me that's thriving? I paid somebody money to wash mine, fold it, and have it delivered to my house. That's thriving, bro. Quit judging me because I live inside.
1: This uh this just goes to show the real difference of perspective that people have. Some people look at what you're doing and think that would be the worst possible way to live their life. They want to wear their muk mucks or whatever the hell they're called.
0: I now I do I, I I get the idea of like not punching a clock. Like somebody right. said, you know, we don't work for anybody, we work for us. Yeah, but dude, you work. 20 hours a day, seven, yeah. 7 days a week, dude, if you don't trek the tundra and shoot a moose, you don't eat, bro. Like, so freedom of what? Like freedom? What, freedom, freedom of, you're not doing whatever you want. You're sitting in the freezing cold hoping that an animal walks by you so you can eat it. That's not, I don't know, is that, I guess you're right, it's perspective It's like, what is thriving? I mean,
1: dude, think about how many dudes listening to us right now Have sat out in the freezing cold over the past month Waiting for an animal to walk by so that they could kill it
0: Yeah, but that's just it, it was partially because they wanted to kill it it's not necessarily, it is, there's a little bit of sport in that. So I'm sure they're enjoying parts of it while they're doing it. Yes. What I'm saying is these guys are all like, they all like are like talking to you about how they skirted the system and they don't have a boss. And they don't, Dude, your stomach's your goddamn yeah, boss. Yeah. You're at work constantly. The cold
1: is your boss. Yeah. I
0: mean, At least when I go home from work, if I don't want to do anything, I don't. As a matter of fact, I looked around my apartment yesterday, home right. and I said to myself, <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, if I had a kid and child protective services show up. They're going to take my kid. Like, I was looking at my apartment. I was like, dude, this is like, take your kid away from you. Pretty much filthy at this point. Like, we got to get
1: what? a what? I mean, just, you just, it's been weeks of Stansbury just playing in the video games, playing it's, the Nintendo Switch. Or it's it's not even,
0: it's a little bit of that. I cannot deny that, but there's also a little bit where it's just like, I get home and I'm like, nah, tomorrow, nah, tomorrow. Like this, I go through this. Like, I go through zones where it's like, I'm so anal and everything's got to be the cleanest it's ever been, or I don't want to be anywhere near it. And then I'll get a little bit depressed, or something will happen. I will be like, all right, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And dude, it's been I don't what looks like weeks of tomorrows. Even and just lazy.
1: yeah, even just laziness of it of, of of I don't want to do it. That's one of the blessings and the curses of living by yourself. I always felt like. If I wanted to, I could keep my house like immaculately clean just because no one else lived there. Nobody else was creating a mess. I was accountable for it. But at the same time, it very much would turn into like, yeah, yeah, but nobody's making me clean it up. So why not just walk past that? Here's
0: what I do. You ever been on a bad date and you thought to yourself, instead of bailing out of this, let's just start saying worse stuff and right, see how see bad how we, we can push it. See how, let's see how bad we can make, okay. how, how bad we can make this date. Like That's kind of what happens with me sometimes. I'm like, dude, I should clean that. And I'm like... Let's push it. <laughs> like it's some <laughs> like it's some evil game against myself. Like it's some Hunger Games trial I have going on. But like it's pretty bad. Like I might let you in there right now. Right. But I wouldn't let. Like I would not let a girl. Like like I would not let not a woman a come into flagged. my house tonight. Like if somebody said like if a woman said to me, "Hey, I'm going to come over. We're going to hang out." I would have to spend a good portion of my day today getting it female ready.
1: Do that. Do that. That mad rush of cleaning up and I've done things. it last week. Right
0: and i had it clean and then that snowstorm hit and i was like kind of immobile on the couch after falling down the steps and so like that weekend it just started to build man And like we were off that Monday, and then I came back to work, and so I haven't cleaned it the entire weekend. I had where are we Thursday? Just the same levels as the snow out
1: there, just inches of accumulation of garbage. There's just Halo Top ice cream tops everywhere. Just Napoli's pizza boxes. Dude,
0: (laughs) all right, let's play this game because I'll tell you. Give me the over under of how many Halo Top ice cream uh, tubs are in my house right that that are finished,
1: Uh, finished in your house right now. Yeah, I'm gonna say sitting around your living room, probably five. Probably another three in the trash. I'm going to say, I'm going to say over seven and a half.
0: Yeah, you're too good at this game. <laughs> Dude, your boy found 280 calorie <laughs> ice cream, and he's just eating them three at a rip.
1: See, that's the thing, dude. Is why don't you just eat normal ice cream instead
2: of hey, sucking
0: down four of them? Dude, your girlfriend and I were actually texting back and forth the other night about the flavors. We're like, dude, you gotta try this one. <laughs> try this. Just both of our inner fat kids just texting each other because, dude, I did find their vanilla bean yeah. is ridiculously good, and it's like 240 calories. All right, it's ridiculously well, but good. But that's the
1: problem: is when you eat three pint. But it's not. I mean, it's you might now well no different. Just, you might as well just head back to Jerry's. No, no.
0: But you <laughs> slam no trans fats on it. Your boy buys into it <laughs> and eats every last thing he can get his hands on. You will not. You will not not believe what the youth you think chewing on Tide pods is weird. It is. Wait till I tell you what the kids in China are doing. And I can't wait for the Trump tweet about it. That and a thousand dollars up for grabs next. Hang on.
2: The <laughs> stand. Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 1069.
0: 9. Welcome back to the stands where Show, Rock 1069. You have an opportunity to $1,000 here momentarily. We'll give you the next keyword. You're going to text it into 200 200. Win some money. God, man, imagine starting your weekend off with an extra $1,000
1: in your pocket. That'd be nice, dude. It would, and just having that like available to you, like I, I probably wouldn't even, I probably wouldn't even go out crazy and spend it because knowing down the line something's gonna happen where you need that money. I feel
0: like a half is the right okay. call there, right? Like, cause you're right, you're always a, a like a minor like mistake away from a thousand dollar expenditure. You didn't mm-hmm. realize you were gonna have. You're absolutely right about that, right? And we talk about that. I know multiple times throughout the year, stories will come up where it's like most Americans are woefully unprepared for like you know an emergency situation, right? right? But if you get like if money won Like Paul Newman said this in one of my favorite movies ever The Color Money That money won is twice as sweet as money earned And he's right about that so what I would do is, you gotta... I mean, dude, you can't take it with you. You're, you know what I mean? Life's short and all that. So take half, take 500 right? and have fun with it. Right. Now, no, that doesn't necessarily mean be selfish. Whether it. take your kids somewhere, do something, fine, or be selfish, whatever. Buy golf clubs for Stansbury. Whatever you feel like you, you know, you want to do. You know what I mean? But then take 500 and put it in your savings account, and you're going to be happy you did it.
1: Yeah, but you're probably going to be more happy if you just spend the whole thousand at Gatsby's. You know what I'm saying? You just <laughs> take that knot in there, just it.
0: I'm telling you, I think, dude, if you blew $1,000 in Gatsby's in a night, I'm telling you that's a night you'll remember for the rest of your life. And about 60 kids are at least going to eat that next day. Right, right.
1: (laughs) That's the thing. You're not being selfish.
0: You're spreading the love. You are. So the Tide Pod Challenge has been taking the nation, right? Where kids are like, you know, biting into these Tide Pods or whatever. And, you know, of course, people older in my age or want to make fun of dumb kids. And I reminded everybody yesterday that there's never been a generation that didn't have a young, you know, there's never been a generation of people who weren't dumb and doing dumb, trendy things when you were growing up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can remember it it must have been two decades ago, if not further, there was a kid in my hometown and he was like a high school kid and I was an elementary school kid, died playing Russian roulette. And it's like, that's the dumbest thing you could literally do is is to sit there and maybe it's loaded, maybe it's not. And then you blow your head off, and it's like, well, like, that's pretty dumb.
0: I think I remember that story.
1: Just as dumb as eating a Tide Pod, if not dumber. Right?
0: Oh, I'd say worse.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, it's not, and it's, it's not an unheard of thing for kids to be idiots. You feel invincible, you think you're going to go out and do it, you know, and you're not.
0: No, not at all. And so, I just want to prove to you that America isn't the only place where really stupid things happen. All right, And that the youth of other countries, nations, are doing stupid things. This time, it's China. Apparently, China has a rash of young people who refer to themselves as cat sniffers. Cat sniffers. So, essentially, this is exactly what you think it is. They grab cats, turn them upside down, and bury their face into the belly of their kitten, cat sniffers—the term coined for those who obsessively smell and cuddle their cats—often multiple times a day. I have a quote here. As a veteran cat sniffer, a veteran here, okay, uh, all right. If I don't get my fix, I feel absolutely terrible. I have a serious cat addiction," says another cat lover named. I can't pronounce it because again we're talking China. Uh, talk,
1: call him Jim. All right, <laughs> Jim. Jim, Jim. Jim from China. <laughs> right, man.
0: From clothes, mobile phone covers designed with cats. This guy's life is all about cats, which is weird. He says, "My oh my God, my wife and I are not ready to have a child, so we give all of our love to our cat." He's thirty. This guy. He works for a film company. Sounds like he's got a pretty good job too. He says. Admittingly, he will buy anything that's related to cats. That his cat has a supreme status in the home. is treated probably better than he and his wife combined says. I've got multiple stories here of young people sniffing the bellies of cats. Now, it's been forever since I've owned a cat. My last girlfriend that had a cat had a hairless. So I don't think that this would never necessarily... Now, she would always... She would, like would kind of like but she was like obsessive about that cat but she would like, like wrap him up in you know her arms and every once in a while she would like kind of smell the skin on his back and said that it smelled good but I feel like people love their animal and I get it when I dude I love my dog too I wish he was here she was here but I I would not just sit around do my dog keen like I wouldn't just like bury my face into her into her coat like dude once you start really smelling an animal they don't smell that great
1: um, I don't know. I feel like if you did have an animal, there would inevitably... It's not like I'm, like, smelling my cats, like, to intentionally smell them. But, like, if you grab them and you kind of nuzzle them, and you're eventually going to get a little bit of that whiff on you. So, like, I don't know. It's weird, but it's not, like... These people aren't, like, masturbating while doing it, right? There's nothing sexual to this. This is
0: just them loving cats. I still think it's strange, dude. I think it's strange. There's a difference between having, like, a cat in your house, which are filthy animals. I mean, they step in the place where they go, where they crap and then, like, bring it in your house. Now, dogs do, too. Yeah, I I mean, do- say. dogs are dirty, too. I just like dogs a little bit more. I'm not a cat hater, though. Like, I do like cats. I just don't think a single man who lives alone should own one. I just think it's weird. I do. I think it's very, very strange, and I think it's very telling about who we are. What does it tell? I think it's that you're weird. Dude, my buddy Marty's got two, and he's one of the weirdest dudes you'll ever meet in your life. I love him. His parents live here. I probably shouldn't say this, but he's a good dude. I love the guy. I would let him watch my house if I was going out of town, all that stuff, but he's a weird dude. Like, he's definitely weird, and when he told me he had two cats, I was like, yeah, I kind of felt like that one was coming. It's strange. I think it is strange. You know, 20 years ago, I would have told you, well, it's a little feminine, but now there's groups and Twitter, you know, web rings and stuff, and I don't feel like getting fired today. But this is strange, dude. This guy spent fifteen thousand dollars on a cat because it smelled better than the other one. Well, that's a bit excessive. I will agree to that. <laughs> that,
1: that. That seems like a little bit much there.
0: I guess. I mean, this will fly in the face of that they're not going to chop them up and put them in the food, though, <laughs> right? right? I mean, isn't that
1: always the that's always the joke there?
0: I would I would imagine it would at least stop you from that. Your shot at thousand dollars is right now
2: shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. <laughs> Rock 106. 106- Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Ray Show
0: on Rock 106. A shot at some tickets for the big home and garden show momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 the number you need on those. Nice, dude. You
1: get up there, you you pretend like it's springtime, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's warm. Sure.
0: Way to sell it. So there's a steroids scandal that is like rocking Hollywood and now sports entertainment where TMZ has a report that Mark Wahlberg, Josh Dumel, and WWE superstar Roman Reigns are all customers of a steroids dealer Richard Rodriguez all three celebs were named during a phone interview that he did from prison Rodriguez claims that they use aliases to make the steroid purchases, which I would imagine you would do, or I don't know why you just wouldn't get yeah. one of your minions, like one of the many people who works for you to go do there. I'm sure, especially Mark Wahlberg. I mean, dude, they made his his life story into that TV show on HBO, Entourage. Just go, get Turtle to go run down there and get you to the steroids.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of guys that are going to be associated with you that are going to be able to do that. That's the one thing of this that made me say, I don't know, like right out of the gate is why would these three, Individuals be the ones to do
2: this.
0: Well, it depends on how, we met, uh, on how we met them, right? Rodriguez is now being investigated by the DEA, already facing charges for conspiracy to distribute anabolic steroids and money laundering. He was indicted and arrested last year. A judge revoked his bail after prosecutors say they caught him lying about where he was planning to travel. Uh, they reached out to Wahlberg, TMZ did, and Dumal and Rains, and none of them have responded, which I, you know, probably not. Normally, when you're accused of something, you don't really respond until more hard core evidence comes out, but what more evidence do you need?
1: Yeah. Well, I guess you're looking at it from the perspective of like, well, if I'm one of these dudes, of course, until there's charges or until something formal has happened, it's the easiest thing in the world to do is to ignore it. It's it's to pretend like it's not even happening. Well, that's
0: what you would do. Right. I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm saying, though, as the as the viewer watching TV, watching these guys on TV, what more evidence do you need? I don't know how old Roman Reigns is, but Mark Wahlberg is an old man. Like, dude, I'm sorry. You don't look. You can work out all you want. I think, dude, I don't think it's crazy to think Mark Wahlberg takes steroids.
1: No, I I mean, I, I, I definitely don't think it's crazy. Does it? Does it make a difference because he's not an athlete, and will people really care?
0: Well, see, that's why I wanted to talk about this because I find this to be very interesting and hypocritical. And I always really am interested at where America draws its lines of what people pretend to care about and which careers they want to take down. Because if this was an NFL player that you've never heard of, it could be an offensive lineman from like the Chicago Bears, a no-name guy, but if he gets popped for steroids, fans want him out of the league. The league wants him out of the league. And why is that? And it's because you, the viewer, want to impose your morality standard onto what you watch on television. Right? That's fine. I'm fine with it. Except for the fact that Mark Wahlberg stars in movies that advertise during NFL games and it's like, dude, there do who do you think owns the companies that you want to boycott over NFL athletes using steroids? It's the movie studios. And they do these guys own these companies, and so why is there a separate standard? Because
1: and this is you know, a devil's advocate here because the game is being played and like being played under the, under the guise of it's an even playing field that everyone has an, an equal opportunity where it's like, does Mark Wahlberg, does he get any competitive advantage from using steroids?
0: Yes. You still look effable, which makes people want to put you in movies. Of course it does. He's keeping 25-year-old actors at bay.
1: But I guess the difference there is is that's like a competition of box office sales versus like competition of a game.
0: Now, he's got the talent, too. Wahlberg has the talent, but so do NFL players, right? I just think it's very weird that people are like, we're going to boycott the advertisers. The advertisers are the movie studios. Why are you not mad at the movie studio? For putting drug addicted, meanwhile, dude, you ever notice that? Actors can snort coke, flip cars, do whatever, movie comes out, nobody picketing Regal Cinemas or whoever, like, don't show this movie over this, but an athlete snorts a line of cocaine, buys it, you know what I mean, does something, and now all of a sudden everybody wants them run out of the league. The guy's not allowed to make a living. I, I, Why do we care about, dude, at, at the end of the day, it's all, it, dude, it's all entertainment
1: i and I, I think a lot of people, what the difference is there is that to them it feels like a game, like and it's like, well, then yes i'm going to judge you for that, and I know acting isn't any different at its core you're, you're right there, you, at there's the end of the more day' there's, money ed, in it. there's entertainment, but people feel like it's just like when they like I feel like people complain more about rich athletes than they do like rich celebrities singers you know actor actors or whatever is because to them it feels like you're doing a game like I you're feel, cheating it feel right, it feels like it, that that's the difference there is at its core. It's acting versus like competing. I don't really see the distinction. I, I
0: agree. I don't uh, but... see it. I, I find I, I there's. I know that that's the argument, but to me, I really struggle to see that distinction, Fantone. And I think it's this is you want something. Uh, maybe that is what it is, though. Like I don't know what else it could be. So that obviously is. I just don't understand why people feel that way. Like the advertising that's running in the middle of the NFL games is the new Mark Wahlberg movie. So if you're going to threaten the exercise of like, well, we don't want to do this because and dude, you don't think your kids look up to Mark Wahlberg the same way that they do a, an NFL quarterback? Of course they do. Why do you think he's the guy in the goddamn movie?
1: I mean, if not more so, you know what I mean? Like Because they think that he so. could be
0: him. You at least think, well, maybe I could be an actor. Most kids know by the by age 12, you're not going to play in well, pro sports. And
1: I think at the very least, I mean, football is, yes, it's a family game and like it's mass appeal or whatever. But at the same so time, but much, I was going to say much more so movies are targeted. Targeted towards kids like those Transformers movies are for your children those are designed for kids so yeah I'm sure they're going to identify more with Mark Wahlberg than they are Case Keenum I just
0: do when I read this yesterday I was like all three of these dudes are going to skate like nothing will happen we could find out they were guilty we could find out they did it and Mark Wahlberg will be in four blockbusters next year nothing will happen but an NFL player you've never heard of needs to be ostracized and thrown out of the league because you want to pretend that you care
1: a different governing bodies in the sense of the nfl has rules and regulations in place for the concept of movies there's no big overseen body like there is of the nfl what kills me
0: is that's what everybody always says to me is that the, well the, you know it's a corporate dude the, there's no bigger corporations in america than the movie studios right I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is, but you know what I'm saying. I don't want to get carried away with hyperbole. But they are huge yeah. corporations. I, 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 I mean, they, dude, the movie studios are the ones who own the casinos in Vegas. But just like,
1: but, 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 like you know, the Browns aren't necessarily going to be the ones that drug test their players. It's the NFL that's going to be doing that. There's no big, you know, there's no big governing body there, like establishing that rule. Dude, I'm splitting hairs here. Yeah, I'm not huffing at
0: you. I'm huffing at something I'm reading on Twitter. I'm not huffing at you. You're not wrong. And dude, you're doing your job right now. (laughs) You are. Dude, I get it, right? But like this guy says, can somebody get injured if Mark Wahlberg takes steroids, right? Now there's a, there's the beginning of, of a decent point on why there should be a different line. All I'm saying is, yes, that's why the NFL wants it to be a different line. But let's not pretend that the average NFL fan gives a crap no. if a player gets hurt on the field. You don't they care. want that to happen. Right. Are you
1: kidding me? Like, that's what you're watching the game, hoping happens. Right. So, no. And so, like,
0: I don't know if that's really it. It's, it's the beginning of a pretty solid point, but I'm not sure that that's enough. At
1: what, at what point in the future does this become, like, okay, the NFL, obviously, its governing body can say, no, we don't want dudes on steroids. But even if it's not like steroids at what point does it become like I don't know like weed where it's it's like all right hey it's not great we're not gonna let it in our league but it's it's starting to become legalized it's starting you know the
0: one reason why I've always said and it is about your kids that I've always said what I don't love about opening the doors for steroids is that dude, you take a junior in Maslin who is a linebacker and dude he knows his
1: favorite and he
0: knows his favorite player you know what I mean? Take steroids. And, dude, you play at a premier program like McKinley right. or Maslin. Dude, you think those are feeder schools to colleges in the NFL. Is Dude, especially in this community, that's big business. And so I don't necessarily want high school football players running around taking steroids. But, parents, let me just tell you this. Whether his favorite NFL player does it or not, if your junior thinks it's going to help him and he's the kind of kid who's going to take steroids – He's going to take him whether an athlete is doing it or not.
1: To me, it just very much feels like the arguments that we make about prostitution, where it's like, you know, sunlight being the best disinfectant, you could introduce taxes into this, and you could introduce medical professionals into this. So instead of dudes grabbing, you know, uh, from their dude at the gym, from some from some dude, some guy at the gym, you've now introduced, like, a doctor into it, and a nurse into it, and somebody who's able to actually, like, administer these responsibly, as opposed to letting it just be an underground black market thing, and that's why you have dudes who, you know, who yeah. end up...
0: I mean, Dude, I'm pro prostitution. I totally am. I've, I've seen the benefits of it in Vegas and in Northern Nevada and, and I, I Cherry mean, Avenue. And, so, and Cherry <laughs> Avenue. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I just, I guess, I, the double standard is what I don't understand. I mean, I'm obviously intelligent enough to know that double standards are always going to be part of the life that I live and the universe in which I operate. But it seems to me like, let's change the drug and make it cocaine. Now, nobody right. should do cocaine, although nobody should do steroids, right? But if an actor does cocaine, you go see the movie. You don't care. You don't care. But if a wide receiver does it, he's got to be thrown out of the league and you'll, you'll tweet awful, honestly, sometimes thinly veiled racist things about it. But yet an, an actor can do it and it's no big deal. I don't understand where we draw these arbitrary lines about the things that we pretend to care about. Is it just, do you lose motivation in the day and you only got time for one? Like, do what will the, nah, will the WWE, because Roman Reigns was in this.
1: Um, he was recently out for a while and they said it was because he had some sort of like viral infection. And I don't know, maybe this was something to do with it. Maybe this was like them trying to cover it up at that point, um, but they won't do anything until he fails something within house until it becomes like their issue. You can throw allegations at, the, at guys in the WWE and they're very much a we'll, they- we'll circle the wagons and but like, Vince
0: has shown a hard hand, a heavy hand in punishment, right? Oh, but
1: he had to because back in the day, I mean, guys were dying. But, like, and uh, dude, look at Brock Lesnar. There's no way that dude's not got some sort of juice in him, dude. And after the whole, after the whole UFC thing, and WWE didn't do anything to him. They don't care. Until you fail in-house, whatever. I mean, and they, they're loosey-goosey with it. They are, man. Yeah, that's not the best. I, I mean, mean, if
0: you failed a drug test somewhere else in a sport, although it's entertainment. Right, you know I mean, and, it's an, but dude, guys can get hurt in the WWE. Well, obviously, they're,
1: they're, they still have to deal with like regulating bodies. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to go through like the athletic commission. So I think that these, oh, really? You know, yeah. So oh, you got to, those are like oh, actually, I oh, thought, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: thought sanctioned was something Mean Gene Oakland was nope, just saying.
1: Nope. Even like even like you know Ohio Championship Wrestling has to have their I's really? dotted and T's crossed on stuff like that. So hmm, yeah, interesting. But dude, WWE, why? I mean, until it's your issue, until you have to deal with it, they don't care what what this Rodriguez character says.
0: I, I don't know him. It's like I've never heard this his name out in other circles. But I will say, you give me these three guys: Roman Reigns, Josh Dumel, and Mark Wahlberg. I can see it. Like, dude, again, Josh Dumel's forty five years old, bro. You take his shirt off, and he looks like a bangable twenty two year old guy. There's part <laughs> of me that just wants it to be true because it's like, dude. Well, of course, if you're gonna do that, then no wonder you're able to do it. More Stansberry show and a maybe possible reboot of your Cleveland Browns. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9.
2: The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock
0: 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Before the break, we were talking about how three A-listers, Roman Reigns being one of them, Mark Wahlberg, and uh, Josh Dumel, which... I mean, A-lister. Let's let's, let's 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 not wipe our A with that. Right. But like, um, popular enough, I suppose. Yeah, are taking some steroids, or at least according to a steroids dealer, Richard Rodriguez. And I was asking the question, like, it seems to me like the fans on their couch want to like demonize athletes. For stuff that we'll let actors do and get away with, and we don't care, and you'll like threaten like to like you know boycott advertisers because these guys are doing steroids and all this stuff, and yet you'll line around the block to go see a Mark Wahlberg movie. And I was asking about the line, and the guy said to me, "He goes, you don't bet on the outcome of a movie; you bet on the outcome of the NFL." Okay, that is true. You don't bet on the outcome of a movie. That's for sure true. And people do bet on on, on sports. I would guess, and I want to make sure I stress that that I would guess. That most people that watch sports Even routinely Do not bet on said sport
1: Yeah Yeah. I, I bet on sports course.
0: I do, I like to bet on sports Right? But, most guys I sit around Dude, my buddy Dustin, no bigger sports fan than him Diehard Cavs, Indians, Browns fan Whole thing, he didn't bet sports Now, maybe I'm making it too simple But I would bet most people who are watching sports are not betting it
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's it's not like the NFL saying, like, oh, no, there's people gambling on us, therefore we can't allow steroids into yeah, our that, game. Yeah, I don't think that that's what it is. Maybe from, like, the public perception of that's why people get a little bit more upset. Maybe. I, I don't I, know. I guess. I but don't know. I think more than, than that, though, it just goes back to the concept of it's it's sold to you as equal playing field competition. And as soon as you introduce, you know, performance-enhancing drugs into that, that's it, when people are like, ah. Uh, that
0: changes it. it. It does change it a little bit. It just it seems to me like people... Move this morality line around whenever the hell they feel like it.
1: Uh, yes, one hundred percent. Whether it's it's steroids or sex or whatever it is that we're talking about, I yeah, just people, discovered fire. People, people
0: move the morality line around. A lot. It just feel, yeah, it just feels that way. So I was uh, before the break. I actually teased a possible Browns reboot. Okay, right? okay. Now we got John Dorsey and Elliot Wolf now in the front office and I believe that that will lead to good things and by that I mean I think probably 2 years down the line you probably start to see something that looks more like an NFL ready team.
1: I I I keep trying to get hyped up about this. I, I do am hyped up I about. I keep it. throwing myself like dude you should, you should, you should, but I, I, it feels like something's different. I can I can agree to that.
0: I feel like when Alex Smith gets signed it's going to is going to start to get, you know, a little bit closer and closer. Not that he's a world beater, but he's at least a competent NFL quarterback. They call him a game manager, which means he doesn't turn the ball over. And ever coming off of Kaiser, I don't necessarily hate a guy that can just not turn the ball over.
1: Yeah, and you've got literally nowhere to go from up. You know, know what I'm or, saying? Or, like, or butt right, yeah. right but up. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Right? So my buddy, his name is Aaron, but known to his his friends as Pants, and you can actually follow him on Twitter at he's OK Pants. He's a stand-up comedian, funny guy. And he's also a very, very, very talented graphic designer. Now, that's what he does. He's started to get into the stand-up comedy thing the last couple of years, but he's a graphic designer by, like, trade. It's what he does, right? And so he's taken a few passes in the past on covering the new logos and rebooting things for Cleveland. Actually, downtown Cleveland has used a lot of his designs. I know House of Blues has used some of his designs from time to time. He's done a lot of stuff, right? He and his brother are both very talented. And so he took a pass at rebranding the Cleveland Browns. Because there are a lot of people that feel like, you know what, dude, we've hit an all-time low. Let's get new colors. Let's get new names. Let's just, like, let's... If we're going to rebuild, rebuild. So the Browns would no longer exist. It no longer no the longer Cleveland exist. Browns. They're now the Cleveland whatever. Okay. Well, his idea is the Cleveland Guardians. Okay. And I have his designs and an article on them that was posted in, I think it was Scene Magazine or maybe it was Cleveland.com. Excuse me. I don't re- exactly remember. But it's posted at Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. And I'm looking at it, Fantone, and he's got a good logo. He's got like a guardian with the, you know, it's like a sideways profile, of the head, right. and like kind of wings coming off of the back of that, which would be the logo for the helmet on one side. And on the other side, it would be a shield with a C in the middle, or CLE. Again, he's giving you a couple of different options so you can kind of figure out what, what you might like. And... So he's got a couple of different options here. And, dude, I got to tell you, I know he's my buddy, and I would want to support him no matter what, so full disclosure there. But I got to tell you, I think he's – dude, he might be on something here.
1: Am I missing something with why Guardians was
0: chosen? So there's a short little paragraph thing that he posted in here about Cleveland, and so I'm guessing there's some stuff about our history here that we're not remembering. It's a little fine print, and I didn't, I didn't go in and read that whole thing. I just saw the pictures. And as a guy who's been saying since I worked at the other rock station, that dude, I think maybe the colors aren't great for the Browns. The name's not—I mean, I know they're not. I know it's Paul Brown, and so I don't want to—you know what I mean? Like that guy was fantastic, and a dude a legend in the field for sure. But the name doesn't necessarily get you pumped up, right? And so there's some. Now I will say, if you want to see this, facebookcom slash Show shows where you can see it, but it looks a little. I think it looks great, but it does look like uh, how a movie can't use NFL teams, right. so any given Sunday gives you this. Right. It does kind of look like that a little.
1: 100%, yeah.
0: But he's on to something, right? Um, You don't like it?
1: Um, It's not that I hate it. It's not. And I mean, if you gave that to me and just said, like, hey, there's a new team coming out. This is a spiel. This is the colors. I think I probably
0: would like it. I think it would be better received the way it looks right there as an expansion team, but not maybe an original franchise.
1: I I, I understand the arguments of, like, man, the Browns have hit an all-time low. Things are bad. We need to just shake it all off and move forward. But I kind of disagree with that. Like, things are at an all time low, and like, you need to re- reinvent what the brand means as opposed to reinventing the brand.
0: I, okay, hearing you say that, Fantone, I would admit a little that if they got good and they won the Super Bowl, I'd be like, I kind of wish this was the Browns. 100%. There would be, right, because of the misery that I've been dragged through with them. That if we're going to raise the champagne glass, I might want it to be the Browns. Oh, yeah.
1: Dude, here's to the Guardians. And, and uh, honestly, a part of the problem is, for me, is I hear Guardians, and I just automatically think Guardians of the Galaxy, and like, I don't know if I want, I don't, I, uh, that feels That's like, a fair point. that feels like, what's his name from that, Star-Lord, or Chris, Chris Pratt, Chris yeah. Pratt that feels like Chris Pratt is going to be at, at the opening game, you know what I'm saying, and there's going to be that Groot, and the raccoon's going to be there, it and I looks, guess maybe that'd be like cool. Like
0: I said, it looks a little bit like a movie studio needed to skirt NFL, like, trademarks, and so they created a team. It's like a FUBU jersey, <laughs>
1: Right. And a little bit looks like a Foo jersey.
0: A little bit. A little it's bit a li- it's better do pants, I'm sorry, buddy. It's no, better man, than a Foo Boo. <laughs> it's a, it's better than a Foo Boo jersey. But I think it's cool, and there is something about it where I think I said back in the day that I feel like maybe the color scheme's so bad that players get bummed out wearing it. (laughs) And that, dude, right? I mean, all we hear about is how these young kids want to go to the U. Why did Ohio State start start adding 9,000 uniforms? Because Oregon did it. And because Oregon, dude, kids started wanting to go to Oregon because you got to wear seven different uniforms all year. And that's why every college team did it. And, dude, these, let's not act like these guys who are coming into the league are no. that much older than a college kid. No, I mean, 23,
1: 20, 24 years so, old.
0: Dude, you lure them in with what? With swag? With, with cool, like, with swag and, and, like, whatever looks cool in the moment? Like, uh, um, I don't know, dude. <sighs>
1: Might be something too. Now, here's the thing: is I'm not discrediting that idea. I genuinely believe being cool will Matters. make people. Yes, will make people come to you. Will make people flock to you. We should try. But, 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 but the Browns have so many issues in front of their coolness factor. I just can't look at that and be like, "Well, that's what needs to change."
0: The best argument against it, I would admit that if that if you went 16 and 0 versus 0 and 16, nobody cares what color you're wearing. That, that, right. with that winning does fix it. Right. I, that is a great argument and, and a reason not to do it. Although I would tell you, you got a better chance of red, white, and yellow jerseys saying Guardians on them than you do of the Browns going 16-0. True. Right? Right. I would tell you, you got a better, you have a better shot at that. Again, if you want to see it, Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. I think it looks pretty good. More Stansbury Show and $1,000 up for grabs next on Rock 106.9.
2: We boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about
0: to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for Dunkin' Donuts. They actually just put a brand. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed anything yesterday, pick up the podcast there. Also, some big home and garden show tickets. Headed your way momentarily, 1-800-243-7625. The number you need on those. This time, I promise I'll do it. So, they've released the synopsis for the new Han Solo movie. All right. Right? Solo, a Star Wars story, which is okay. a, basically like the origin story of Han Solo.
1: It wasn't one of the other ones a Star Wars story. Is that like
0: Rebel? Or, was that the... F- uh, a New Hope may have been a Star Wars story. I don't I don't remember. I didn't know if that meant something, if that was significant to something. Not to me. But, I, you know, I don't know. There are people who take that stuff more seriously than I do. And after seeing The Last Jedi and not loving it. Now, I didn't hate it. Like, there's a lot of people, you know, who are trashing it. Like, I didn't think it was that bad. It was just a little long, and it wasn't as exciting as I had hoped. Now, the Han Solo movie is the movie I've been waiting on. But I have a little problem, or... No, I don't want to say problem. but But I'm a little cautious on it because it's had multiple directors... Um, now it ended up with Ron Howard being the final director, so that gives me some hope that what we're gonna get here is going to be a really decent project. And one of the I think one of the one of the most insightful things has ever said on the program. Here we go, what was it? Ironically, was about a franchise he doesn't care about at all. All right. Which you felt Disney like stole Star Wars for four billion.
1: Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's it, it's it's crazy to think. And you'll hear, you know, oh, Snapchat was sold for
0: you know eighty billion dollars. Okay. What? All right. So that's the example I want to use right there. So I was talking about Star Wars the other day with some people in the sales department. Nerds. My, my good, my good buddy Nicole. Just sitting around nerding it up. And she was like, "Well, four billion's a lot of money." Not Really? Yeah. And I said. When Mark Zuckerberg bought Instagram He bought it for a billion A billion For a company that was like out there two years And she looks at me She goes, yeah But like Insta's famous I said, Nicole Star Wars has been one of the most popular movie franchises And financially stable investment They And the toy, all this stuff Since the 70s
1: Well, I mean, dude, just look at not only, you know, since the 70s, it's longevity, but look at how much momentum it's gained recently. Now, right. right. Where it's like, I mean, you could make the argument of it's bigger now than it's ever been before.
0: More global for sure. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, it's for, yeah, bro you know, yeah, I, I would imagine that. So if the Cleveland Browns sell for 1 billion, if
1: Instagram sold for 1 billion, it's like, dude, Star Wars is worth infinitely more than four times that. Just just you're right, based on the based on the merchandise alone. That's not even ticket sales, no. that's not video games. I'm just saying shirts and and, and and and
0: lunch boxes. Lucas did keep a lot of the rights to the toys themselves, so I don't know about merchandise, but Disney obviously was like, Well, dude, we're not giving you every right to everything. They're obvi- I mean, dude, there's now Star Wars oranges in the grocery store. So Disney's turning a dime on some of that. Like I,
1: obviously. I mean I mean Grubhub, which is a website that nobody really uses, you know what I'm saying? Sold for three dollars billion dollars. It's just like how how is that on par
0: with Star Wars, dude? Makes no sense to me. And so then she says to me, she goes, Well, how much money did George Lucas really need? And I said, Yeah, because that's how financial deals are done.
1: I don't need any more. Uh, Oh no, I don't
0: really need it. Or whatever. Now I don't mean to do this just solely to throw Nicole under the bus. It's just a little (laughs) it's just a little icing on the cake for me. But Ron Howard brings up an interesting point of a difficulty he had directing this movie. Which is, you know how this ends Meaning, if you've seen The Force Awakens Which I would imagine most of you Star Wars fans by now have Han Solo dies Like, dude, he's dead Like, it's gone
1: But isn't this, isn't that true of any backstory? You already know how it ends?
0: He said, because people feel so tied to these characters And he's right Like, I've always said that I based my entire life Off of Ace Freely and Han Solo like, it was a bad plan. It wasn't. It wasn't. What I, it wasn't what I should have done. But it is what I did. You know what I mean? And he's saying that he felt like he had to make a movie so fun and so good that you forget in the end that this character that you've loved since you were a kid will no longer be with you. And I would imagine that would be a little bit of a challenge, right?
1: Yeah. I mean. Yes, any. I think any backstory is going to you're going to run into that. I hope that he does and I'm glad that they used the word fun um, just because I feel like the last couple of Star Wars movies I've seen haven't necessarily been no, fun. No,
0: Rogue One was not fun. It was a very downer movie. Um, it was good, but a very downer movie and The Last Jedi was no fun. That yeah. was a complete, it was a drag.
1: I even thought the, um, whatever that first one was. Or Force, that, Awakens? Like Force Awakens? Force I Awakens. Did, I didn't feel like that was a fun movie for me to watch. Oh, like, see,
0: I, I really liked The Force Awakens. That movie got me sucked because I was really worried. I was one of those guys that was like, Disney's going to ruin it, right? And then The Force Awakens came out, and I was like, oh, dude, this is, re- this is a really fresh, really good reboot. And I really like The Force Awakens a lot. I felt like that was fun. Made, again, dude, I'm a bigger fan of the franchise, so that's probably why there. So your take is probably m- where more people probably are. So I want like, somebody was asking me the other day, are you excited about the new Solo movie? And I said, well, before The Last Jedi, I was pumped. Now I'm kind of like, I don't know if I got to be in the theater the the week it comes out now. right? Like, I just don't know. The kid who's playing Han Solo, I think his name is Alden Eichenrock or something, he kind of looks a little douchey to me. But Ron Howard, I mean, dude, that guy's made some great films. So that has me hopeful. And I'm a huge Donald Glover fan. And so I think Donald Glover playing Lando Calrissian, you're going to get some of that. The original Star Wars movies had comedy in them and sarcasm in them and a little quip, but it wasn't like, hey, let's be a knee slapper comedy. And I felt like the last, it it was a little bit of that, where I feel like Donald Glover will nail that undertone, that swarminess of Lando, that cockiness of Lando. I think he will nail that. So I'm very interested to see that movie, but I think Ron Howard makes an you know an excellent point. You got to take me on this ride and have me still care about Han Solo knowing what I know in the end.
1: I mean, he's not going to die in this movie though no. because it's
0: like No, but that's what I'm saying. Like I got to go, well why do I care about this now? Like I you know what I mean? Like I don't we, I, we know where it goes. I think there is something to what he's saying, but he is like the reason. Ron Howard is the sole reason pretty much of why I'm still holding out hope on this movie being pretty good. Your shot at $1,000 is right now. Your shot
2: at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus I- ROCK1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on ROCK1069. Online for on wrqkcom Passing out big home and garden show tickets momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. As we were talking Star Wars, minutes after that, I read a, uh, I read a tweet where there's a guy saying that there's been some Star Wars burnout. And movie fatigue. Garrett Johnson, an analyst for a capital, uh, you know, company, says Hollywood and toy makers are f- still fixated on toy-friendly films at a time when kids are going to YouTube for like YouTube stars and Netflix and like their social media accounts. They don't necessarily want. He's saying that there's there's a decline in kids who want to play with like. Toys.
1: With actual they, physical toys.
0: Yeah, they want digital entertainment. And, I, dude, I got to imagine there's some of that that's true. Yeah, but let's not act like Star Wars hasn't, you know, breached
1: those walls yet. I mean, there's tons of Star Wars, like, video games. I'm sure they have a oh. YouTube channel that is, you know, gangbusters. Oh, I, I like. would imagine.
0: The Star Wars, the, the Lego Star Wars games yeah. is what, like, spawned that whole Lego movement.
1: Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's the thing is it's not like Star Wars is only putting its eggs in the, hey, plastic toys basket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here's a Stormtrooper, right? right. Right,
1: and and, and 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 at the end of the day, this is the same argument I've made about the NFL before. That is there a decline in it? Sure, but I'll bet you a dollar, Star Wars is still p- top of the pops. You know well, what I mean? I mean like, do, do
0: look at the last Jedi. It broke right. how many? It broke right. Star Wars' last record. Right.
1: So like, so fine. They're not selling as many toys, but I guarantee you, they're selling more toys than every other toy seller. On you oh, know? for sure. So like. For so sure. if you're still number
0: one, but you went down a couple of points, Probably well, not the worst. I mean, yeah. I'll take that spot. Yeah, we're the guys in that spot. It's what we did, <laughs> <laughs> that is what we did. I read an article yesterday that really depressed me. All right, and I don't notice this in myself, and I, when I look back on the women that I have dated, I don't notice it. Okay, but the <laughs> the title of the article is "Why You're Attracted to Women Who Look Like Your Mom." They say here, your wife or girlfriend will normally share some close similarities with the first woman you ever fell in love with, your mother. Now, do you have I don't think your girlfriend and your mother look anything alike. No. I don't see any similarities in the way they look. No. I would imagine that there's at least one or two personality traits that are similar in your girlfriend or your mom. Do you, like, off the top of your head, do you know what it would be?
1: I mean, at the end of the day, really what it boils down to is, like, my girlfriend is very caring of me. She's very, like, She supportive. dotes over you. Right, yeah. she does, and, like, that's what my mom did. So I would be a liar to say there's not some sort of, you know, correlation there I like when like, people do this. Right. I sure. I mean, like, yeah, I like when people, you know, take care of me.
0: So that's probably what it is. So researchers in Finland recruited some people, men and women, and compared the face of each person's spouse to the participant's opposite sex parent. The absolute, they say, horrifying results are, while the women's husbands looked nothing like their dads, nothing, the men were very likely to end up with women who significantly, phantom, they say, resembled their mothers. I now I once was sort of involved with a woman who had the same name as my mom. Mm. And like that creeped me out. Like if I saw the like my mother's face in the woman, I, I, I don't know. Dude, your boy's going to have there's going to be performance anxiety that comes into that.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be able to say like, man, you are just a doppelganger of my mother. Therefore, I'm erect. Yeah, I, but I guess maybe people are saying
0: that now the same um, the same psychologist here says there's nothing unnatural. About being attracted to a woman who resembles your mother. Now, I, there are qualities in my mom as a person that I would want in the woman I was going to end up with. I don't want my my girlfriend to look anything like my mom. I,
1: I think though that, I mean, like you obviously learn about love initially through your family, and uh, you learn about beauty initially through your family. So I'm not surprised to find out that like you know, you view for the rest of your life, if that's the way your mom looked, because that was the original source of love from you for you is like, okay, that brown hair. Although, you know what I'm saying? Like that.
0: When my mom was younger, she wasn't a bad looking woman. I mean, dude I'm, right. pretty, I'm, dude, I'm pretty sure my mom was prom queen.
1: I think you're looking at it from the perspective of my mom's 70 now. And right. of course, you know, I don't want any, I don't want She's to go got wide ass like syndrome that. now.
0: Yeah.
2: You
1: know right. But you know, back She's in the day, back in the day that was a donk though. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: So like, yeah, I mean, dude, actually dude, if I showed you pictures of the day my mom my dad got married Jeez. she's real thin you could pour it on the sink Jeez. but i'm pretty sure my mom was prom queen at one point like or, or like homecoming queen one of those things but she says here the psychologist that evolution and natural selection have pre-programmed you to seek out partners who come from the same species group and since your earliest and closest contact is with your mother she becomes the template that you seek out yeah. now wait a minute does that mean that evolution and natural selection tells me that I'm supposed to be that I'm supposed to be? I mean, dude, you're you're making a lot of assumptions for a lot of the things we tell people aren't true anymore. Uh, that you're not pre-programmed for that, and you're not this, and you're not this.
1: I think maybe and, at, at the very least, you could make the issue that like
0: societal norms play a part of that. You well, know for I sure. Mean? I mean, definitely societal norms <laughs> help shape you. They say the mother son connection does not stop at looks. Now they say a lot of psychologists are throwing away Freud's idea of the Oedipus complex. Mm-hmm. They're saying it's been largely discarded, but I don't necessarily, I, I, I think there's still something to that. It says your relationship with your mother will play a big part in how well you connect with women later. That's the Oedipus complex. And I buy that. I mean, and dude, if you ask women and I think a lot of them would tell you that a good judge of character out of a man is how does he treat his mother? Now, that's coming from a guy who jokes about his mom a lot, throws his mom under the bus a lot, but I'm good to my mom personally. You know what I mean? Like, I'm willing to, like, make jokes about her and her banging, you know, Lou Reed and that or, or, or not Lou Reed. Whatever, Lou Graham. Lou Graham. Lou Graham. Lou Reed, too. Why not, dude? Throw him <laughs> just, in there. Just a 70s GB. So, like, but you know what I mean? So I'll make jokes, but I do care about her. And I, when a woman says that, like, if you don't treat your mom well, you're probably not going to treat me well. Why do I feel like there's truth in that?
1: No, I think there is. I mean, it, it, it's just like, this is a person that you should have the utmost respect for, that you should have, like, a, 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 a you should. Should be able to muster up some empathy for your mother and if you can't do that with her you're never really going to be able to do that with me I, I i completely understand why a woman would think that i think it's also worth noting here that like most people grow up live live die and end up you know in the same place that they were maybe uh, uh, you know moved across town or a block away from their parents house but like so with that being said, like geography and like the neighborhood you live in and the people, you know, that you deal with on people it,
0: from Minnesota look like they're from Minnesota and they act like they're from yeah. Minnesota. And that's true. And that's who yeah, it that's is. true. And of
1: course, you're going to think of Minnesota chicks hot because you've been, you know, yeah. surrounded with it your entire Nordic life. and thick. Right. So like, I just think that that's probably a part of it good. is like, is, is, is the, the, the chicks that you grow up in your neighborhood. Well, of course they're going to kind of be like your mom because they're kind of like their mom and they're all kind of, you know, we're all, we're all kind of the same.
0: Yeah, there's a good argument in there. There's good points in there. You're probably right about that. I mean, geography, I can tell you. Like, when I got to Oregon, at first, I was like, whoa. Like, like, you can just tell. It's like, dude, people look different. As a matter of fact, I'll give you a perfect example. So my brother and I went to Golf in Vegas while I was out there for Christmas, right? And we walked up to the bar, and we both looked at the bartender. She hadn't seen us yet, and we were like, oh, Jesus. And she came walking over, and she's like, hi, can I get you guys something? And my brother just said to her, he's like, where are you from? Like, you're not from Vegas, I can tell. Where are you from? And she's like, oh, I'm from Oregon. And we both looked at each other and went, yep, she looks exactly like she would be from Oregon. I am okay if I can recognize personality traits in the person that I'm dating – like like my mother because I think my mom's actually a pretty decent person so like that part's not so bad but if I looked in like if I was like oh my god dude you look like my like my mom I'm telling you right now dude I think I think my nether regions are like bro I don't want to do this anymore man let's find somebody else home and garden show tickets up for grabs right now we'll take all 15 fifteen one eight hundred 243-7625 close out the program for you next on Rock 106.9 Dan Stansberry
2: and his boy Wunter Matt Fantone at last two heroes The Stansberry Show Rock 106 knock 106.9
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. We have some Canton Charge tickets for you for their game on Saturday night, which, by the way, first 2,500 people through the door, I believe, get a Cavaliers winter hat. Is that right? Brought to you by Phantom
1: Fireworks. And, uh, dude, it's going to be a good time, man. Canton Charge played yesterday. Um, uh, John Holland made his return to the Canton Civic Center, was able to, uh, you know, give that team the boost they needed. And uh, you He looked know, good yesterday, right? Oh, dude, looked fantastic. He's a confident basketball player. Um, he makes guys around him better. So, no, it was great to have him out on the court yesterday Uh, so hopefully the winning ways will continue this weekend at the Canton Civic Center
0: we'll have to get John back on the program he's a friend of the show Yeah, Uh, good dude, good interview, pretty honest we'll give you all, you know what I mean, he'll give you the answers that you're looking for, good dude, laid back I like John a lot you talked me into big ass salads, buddy. I'm uh, okay. I was set to have lunch with somebody. Yeah. One of the sales people was set to have lunch. Yeah. Talk a little business, and so she was like, "Where do you want to go?" And I was like, "Man, Fantone's like been on me about this new salad place. He swears is good. Big ass salads." So yeah, dude. I think that's what uh, I think that's what I have in store for my afternoon. You got anything going on today?
1: No, I don't have anything too crazy. Um, I uh, I I will be at the radio station a little later this afternoon. Why? I am uh, I am doing a walkthrough of the radio station with some students from Project Rebuild. So. They will be able to uh, kind of come up here and see how this see how the
0: sausage is made. Nice. A little yeah. jobs you don't want. Yeah.
1: Hey guys, dude, no, get a real career. Go work <laughs> at the Hall of Fame. What are you talking about? You want to work in radio? Dude, a
0: tour of this radio station is pretty much should just be titled Why I Should Go to College. I even told him I was like,
1: guys, it's gonna be so anticlimactic. Like you're gonna come up here and you're gonna like that you're gonna see behind the curtain. It's four computers. Right, and there's gonna be like, you know, there's gonna be that guy. But uh There's no, no working parts. We're no, it. <laughs> no, they very much wanted to be up here, so 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 we'll be up here I think two thirty or three o'clock and uh, they wanted to be very clear with their thanks to you buddy as Stansberry has agreed to do the Jackson Polar Plunge yeah so did Hugh Jackson
0: we saw how that worked out no no I will I dude it's for a good cause we're gonna raise some money and uh, you know I I believe in you know every now and again dude with, with the position I have you should give back and try to you know what I mean and try to take care of the community if I'm gonna destroy the world I should help rebuild it right and I and I do believe in what Project Rebuild does I do I believe believe in that, that there's that there are kids that are at risk that aren't necessarily lost and that if they can find the mentoring that they need, they can they can have the lives they want.
1: I think the ages of 16 through your early 20s, formidable man, formidable and very confusing. And that was that was me, my perspective and like my experience. And that's when I had like a support system and people who were very much like, no do better, idiot. Like, stop doing that. If you are just left to your own devices at age 19, it's Uh. not hard to understand why things go south for some people yeah so, be easy. so I, I mean i know a lot of people are like man there needs to be more you know there needs to be more people who are reaching out and blah 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 blah. project rebuild does exactly that it does it every single day and it does it with kids in stark county so uh very happy to have
0: you on board with that buddy i'm gonna freeze my balls <laughs> off but if it's dude it's, if all, it, it's all for good you know here's the thing it is for me because dude i live downtown so if I could stop one kid from breaking right. in my house,
2: <laughs> 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 <I'll> <laughs> jump right in that then,
0: then your boy absolutely loves it. Let's pass out these charge tickets. We'll take caller 17, one on those. However, still stick around. Teresa at 1010 will give you your next keyword that will put $1,000 in your pocket. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Have a great day. See you.